Shomrabyog. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the tiny room. Welcome back to Shomrabyog. I am the Michael of Michael and Benjamin's podcast, and I am joined by the man who, if podcasts were Spider Man, he would be the Tobey Maguire of podcasts. It's it's Benjamin. Say hello, Benjamin. Hello, Benjamin. That's relatively complimentary. I'll take it. What I mean is that you're a 36 year old man hanging around a high school. Oh yeah, oh, that's, gotcha. That's much worse. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. How old is How old is uh, Toby McGuire now? Toby Ems. Yeah, he's probably fifty, isn't he? T Max. T Max is coming up to. He's he's not young. This is bloody not, rap he, name. He's isn't not spry. T Max on the trek. Yeah. T Max. T Max <laughs> up in here. I don't know what rap sounds like anymore. You oh, know yeah. what I do know what sounds so, so, theme music. <gasps> music for the podcast we don't actually have anything music but i hope someone will mix them up for us i don't wanna name any names rachel i hope it's rachel Oh god, this is gonna be a loose one. Uh, this is gonna be a loose one. <laughs> Loosey goosey. Benjamin, speaking of things which are loose, oh, a loose agreement or uh, an ironclad agreement has been signed to produce a Sandman television show. There's been a tenuous agreement made. Uh, no, they've commissioned it. They've uh, well, they're they're looking for a pilot. They've commissioned the pilot. You know, a pilot. Oh, the pilot. The, the, just not. to see the the viability, I think, more than than anything else. Um, of Sandman, Neil Neil Gaiman's Sandman. Is it? Um, as per protocol, we're going to continue to mispronounce things yep. called Sand some Man. Ben, Soon is it moon. Netflix? It is Netflix. It will be a TV series. Oh. It is not a film. Oh. Um, it The last we heard of the Sandman development hell, and that's very much what it is, was Joseph Gordon-Levitt's attempt to turn it into a movie starring himself, because Joseph Gordon-Levitt loves to put himself in things. Well, who doesn't, Ben? But, uh, well, very fair. Very fair, Mark. I have no witty retort to that. Yeah, no, look we at us here. We love putting ourselves... Making a bloody podcast, doing a video. Um, but uh, it's now going over to Netflix. There has been much, much joyous rejoicing from those fans of, of Sandman. They're very much looking forward to it. We'll see how it goes. Um, it's interesting because I think Netflix has just made an agreement not to over-budget things in the future. Uh, ben Affleck recently released a new film on Netflix, Triple Frontier. Yeah, terrible name for a film. Very generic. Is that the one about the gunmen who become drugsmen? Yes. Yeah, that's the one. I haven't watched it. It has flopped massively. Has it? Um, and it had quite a hefty budget or bouget. A bouget, as I enjoy saying. Uh, how was the bouget for the podcast, Michael? Very good, Ben. Very we low. should call it budget. Yes. Um, but yeah, so that's that's tank. So it's interesting. There are two things happening. Um, Netflix is is lowering their budget for things, and they've also taken on a massively ambitious project. Mm, that's um, a good combination. So that's isn't a good it? combination. Ben, are there any casting rumors? Yeah, uh, there have been none so far. I've heard Ezra Miller for Desire. That would work very well. Very interesting. Very androgynous young man isn't that Ezra Miller. Exactly. Mm. He could easily be a lady on one side and a man on it's the other side. Choice, really. Is that what Desire does, or is that the Desire's androgynous? She's she's a little bit of whatever you're having yourself. A little bit of how's your father? Yeah, exactly. Um, Ezra Miller did a very good Met Gala 
um, dress where he was a very androgynous creature. Did he? Um, yes, you can look it up on the Met, the Met Gala photographs of Ezra Miller. So I think that would be an excellent fit for him. Have you I, ever been to the Met Gala, Ben? Uh, only twice as as a, a fluffer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. But... <clears throat> A fluffer of dresses, Michael. Oh, a fluffer of dresses. What did you think I meant, Michael? I thought you meant you were wanking off a celebrity so they were erect. Oh, no, that's after. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah. Um, I wasn't paid for that. <laughs> but uh, Ezra Miller would be a very good desire. There's also been a little bit of talk. A lot of fans want to see um, the the Norwegian gentleman who played Tormund in Game of Thrones. Yes, I can't remember his name yeah. off the top of my head. A lot of them wanted him to play the unusual... Immortal character in Sandman, Hobbs. Hobbs. Yeah, they wanted to play Hobbs, and then Hob, Hob. It one of the one of the other. They wanted to play the unusual immortal character, and I found myself looking at him, going, "No, he's destruction. He is the perfect casting choice for, for destruction he of the endless." Is. Yeah, that's true. And I was like, I was looking at this on Reddit, and they were like, "Oh, he'd be a great Hobbs." I was like, "No." He'd be a fantastic destruction. He would. Destruction is a bit of a minor character, though. But that's okay. Yeah. Because I don't know if Torment has really... Torment isn't his real name. Torment Giants Bane has really <laughs> earned himself front row seating. Who's going to play Dream of the Endless? I mean, there's a question and a half. Uh, Keanu Reeves, because he's the internet's hot boy, um, has been, you know, dreamcasted as Dream of the Endless. I mean, that would be within his range. Don't think he has the acting chops to pull it off completely, I think he though. he does. Do you? Yeah. He'd be an interesting... He looks the part. Yeah, and I think it's in his range. Looks the part. Hmm. Have to lose... Have to, have to be a very skinny he man. Have to be though. a bit of a skinny man, yeah. Who'll play Death, Ben? That's the most important question, really, isn't it? Well, my money's on... Um, Noted Doom Patrol actress Veronica Good. Yeah, I'm not going to get it, but she plays uh, Crazy Jane. Crazy Jane. Crazy Jane. I'd like to see her Do as you a. Think they'd cast her in another kind of semi-DC property. Well, she's doing property. a lot of voice work for the DC animated properties. I know mm. it's not quite the same thing, but she seems to have a strong contract with the lads. Diana Guerrera is that her name? That's it. Got it. Look at you. Um, I'd like to see her. That'd be interesting. You'd just like to see her. I'd though, just like you? to see her. Yeah, Bloody doesn't have to be in Sandman. DC, get on it. Okay, yeah, watch yeah. a fair few things. Uh, if you don't get on it, nobody get on it. Who would you cast as death? I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, well, we talk about it. Given any half an opportunity, I don't know, Ben. I've somewhat, being a man of almost thirty-seven years, I've somewhat lost touch with who are the hot new twenty-four-year-old yeah. actors. That's fair. Someone from Riverdale. Get Nell Zendaya in there. Zendaya could make Zendaya good would be pretty good. Zendaya yeah, could make pretty, good death. She's pretty skinny. She's. I don't know whether it's the skinny thing that we're looking for, but she's got the right vibe. Mm. She's got the right vibe. Anyway, look, Ben. Anyway. Bloody, I'm looking at the notes here, and I appear to have written down a Korean man's name. I've just written Jungmin, but I think I, I meant Jumanji. I think you meant Jumanji. <laughs> I meant to write Jumanji. Um, There's a new trailer for a Jumanji, For a Jumanji. Ben. Jumanji. Two. Three. Next level. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's technically Jumanji three, I guess. I suppose. But we're going to have to wreck on We're going to do a new canon. Jumanji two. Jumanji Next two. level. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Is that really what it's called? Yeah. Or are you making that up? No, it's next level. Jumanji 2, next level. But is it called Jumanji 2? I don't think it's called Jumanji 2. Cause it's Jumanji next level. It's just Jumanji. That. Is it next level or the next level? Uh, this is not good podcast. You know who's in it? Who? The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> he is. You know who else is in it? Uh, Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan. From television and film. Danny DeVito? Yes. He's making an L appearance. A surprise appearance. Donald Glover? Of all people is going to be in it. Not Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, Donald Glover. Donald Glover Sr., not an actual senior of that man, not his father, but Donald Glover of Lethal Weapon fame. John Glover, not Donald Glover. <laughs> 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 that took me a while. That was absolutely John spectacular. Glover. Just for the ladies and gentlemen, I just looked at Ben witheringly while he did that. 
That was John Glover. Is it? I don't know. You've said it now so many times. It's Danny Glover. Danny Glover. That's who it is. <laughs> you lunatic. That's it from us this week, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> oh, that was spectacular. Fuck. Anyway, Ben, it looks like they're doing a mix-up. They're doing... The different people are different people now. They're swapping the bodies, but the paycheck is still going to The Rock, Karen Gillan, Jack Black, and Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart seems to be just doing his best Danny Glover impression. Yeah. It would be hard to sustain that. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough dynamic. Because this time they're they're having to do impressions of famous people and old in, yeah, famous people. In the first film, they were you know they were playing four unknowns. Yeah, which is useful, very easy to do. Relatively speaking, I mean it's still acting. It's still acting, but then there's the added difficulty of they've swapped bodies as well. They're yeah. not the same characters they were in the original. So now you've got new. New roles. New roles, new personalities Manorisms, for the old roles. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. It's going we'll to see be... if The Rock can maintain Danny DeVito for an hour. Well, let's find out. Although they might switch around a few times or something. Who knows? Maybe seems there's to a glitch be a, in the game. A decent reboot for the series, though. It seems to stay true to the original in, in many... It, ha- it lacks that think? dark tone yeah. that the originals had. It's far more a comedy yeah. ensemble. But they're enjoyable. The first one was enjoyable. I like the first it one. Was, yeah, uh, it was an enjoyable flick. A romp. A, a bloody a jape a jape a, a witticism <clears throat> no that's not right but you get the idea it was good crack speaking of uh, reboots of things from the 80s and 90s Ben off you go now neither of us has seen Stranger Things season 3 I kind of gave up after Stranger Things season 2 well I think that's you've made a grave error there because probably the reviews for this are very very good well, they're very good they're very very strong mm. but Ben as you know it's our summer period and we're very busy men we're very busy so we bloody haven't seen it. This is why the rambly quality of the podcast really makes a resurgence at this time of year. Because we just don't have time to do things, Michael. Just fill. Just fill the podcast. So, many, so many anecdotes, Michael. Yeah. Bloody, oh, I remember when I first saw Stranger Things. Oh, it takes oh. me back. Yeah, no, no, I didn't think it'd be good. But then it was and I enjoyed it. And then I watched the second one and I didn't enjoy it as much. But it was still pretty good. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what we in the business call podcast gold. Podcast magic. Look, Ben, we'll watch it later. Yeah, we'll we'll check it out. We'll probably do a whole episode about it. Coconut Head having a little panic attack again here and there. Who's Coconut Head? Will. Will is Coconut Head. Oh, because of his hair. Yeah. 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 Looking forward to see how Winona recovers from her her loss of Sean Astin. I reckon the sheriff's going to move on in there. David Harbour's going to... Oh, yeah, he got killed. Yeah, he got a bloody killing. Yeah, they killed. He got bloody Frodo. He got Frodo'd. No, he didn't. But um, yeah, they threw him into a volcano at the end of Stranger Things too. Oh, I remember that differently. Do you? What happened? I don't know. <laughs> got, uh, got killed by things, alien dogs. No, no, he got killed by... Um, in the volcano, straight in the volcano. In the volcano. Ben, anyway, have you seen the controversy that Netflix have faced this week about smoking? Oh, no. Because they're setting everything in the 80s. Everyone smoked in the 80s. It was acceptable in the 80s. Exactly, Ben. There's a song that goes something like that. <laughs> I think it was... We came from the year 3000. No, that's no, a different no, song. no. That's a different. That's no. uh, McFly. No, it's not. No, it's, it's not. It's busted. <laughs> Shut up, Donald Glover Sr. <laughs> you don't get to. Donnie Glover. It was a close guess. Anyway, what are we talking about? Controversy. Smoking. The smoking. Netflix. Yeah. Because they're setting everything in the 80s, they have everyone bloody lighten up the whole time. Lighten up. Baby, light it up. <laughs> Very bad. And now they've said that they'll only be doing everybody smoking in future if it's historically accurate and necessary for the plot. Baby, light it up. 
light it up, but uh, only if it's historically accurate. And necessary for the plot. Na, 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 na. <laughs> and we're back. Um, yeah, because if you think back, Ben, Stranger Things, a lot of smoking in Stranger Things, a lot of smoking in Glow. Gratuitous. No, I know it wasn't a Netflix production, a lot of smoking in Chernobyl. But I'm, I'm assuming that the 80s was filled with cigarettes. It was, Ben. I remember them mm. vaguely, not vaguely, what's the opposite of vaguely? Vividly. Vividly. I remember them vividly and there was cigarettes everywhere. Fags galore. Is that inappropriate? Anyway, Legion. <laughs> Pretty good, isn't it? You should watch that. <laughs> uh, I haven't gotten around to it, Michael. Ben, it's very good. Is it? Is Aubrey yeah. Plaza back at peak? Aubrey Plaza isn't in the first episode very much. Would um, she make a good death? I think she might be too old now. Mm. I think, unfortunately. Mm. I think she might have in the early days. Yeah, it would have been good. Would have uh, been good. But look. That doesn't look right. No, that looks a bit funny, doesn't it? Uh, let's assume it's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's that, that, ladies and gentlemen, you can mark it right there. About 12, 20 minutes into episode 108 of the podcast is where we just gave up. That's where standards <laughs> slipped. Finally. That's where, that's where we finally lost our standards because it's summer and we're too busy. That was the end. Ben, we are too busy. No, look. Legion. Very good. You should watch it. Anyone who's not watching it, go back to the start and watch it because it's very good. Get on it. There's a very good sequence at the beginning of episode one where mm. they're recruiting a new team member and it's... Uh, very good, very inventive, very enjoyable. Rip-roaring. No. No, no. Not rip-roaring. Subtle. No. Gentle. Inventive. 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 Mm. Innovative, perhaps. No, I wouldn't say innovative. No. Inventive. I just want to be part of this, Michael. <laughs> you uh, watch it then. It's good. Yeah. How's Char- Charlie X? He's not in it yet. I haven't seen him. How's Charlie XCX? She kind of dropped off the map. I liked her first single. What was that now? I can't remember. No, you didn't like it then, did you? Yeah. Look, anyway, watch a bloody legion. Ben! <laughs> yes. It's good. We had Wednesday Night Cinema Club. Wednesday Night Cinema Club! Because I'm still afraid of being told I have coward's blood. <laughs> but this time you wanted to go. This time I was very excited to go. I do believe I was more excited to see Spider-Man 2, Far From Home, possibly just Spider-Man Far From Home. Don't think there's a 2 in there no, either. because if it was Spider-Man 2, it would have to be Spider-Man 2, 3. That would be true. <laughs> Which would be quite the farce. <laughs> Which would be farcical in nature. Spider-Man, Far From Home. Uh, I was more excited to see that than Endgame, I think. Um, oh. And I only realised how excited I was as I was driving towards the cinema with your good lady friend who picked me up. Very excited to see Spider-Man too. Everybody loves Spider-Man Yeah. Then. In all the excitement about Iron Man over the last few years, we, we kind of forgot that really the quintessential superhero is Spider-Man. It is. Spider-Man has been... I know you don't really like to talk figures, Ben, but cool. not action figures, money. Spider-Man has been Marvel's biggest money maker for years. Still is. Even when he's is. not the biggest selling comic or necessarily the highest grossing movies, he's just such a an, a childhood icon. He really is. He sells so many underpants. He pajama sells sets. Pajamas. Uh, adult underpants with no crotch. Um, just webbing. Goodness. Yeah. It's oh, my. Specialist website. Oh, okay. Oh, it's adult Spider-Man. Yeah. Mm. Uh, oh, lunchboxes. Did I say lunchboxes? You were uh, talking about a bloody adult lunchboxes. Mm. <laughs> uh, uh, a little a little trike with Spider-Man on it. He just sells so he's, much merchandise. He's, and he's a merch machine. Birthday cakes. 
suits, Halloween costumes. Tacky just, plastic masks that kill the planet. Exactly, bloody mm. single-use plastic. Spend, Sick, them out oh, here. Do you remember the, the silly string rockets that you used to be able to buy when you were a kid? You still get those, yeah. You, think, oh. yeah. you can get bloody Spider-Man-themed Nerf pistols and everything. Bloody it's great. Just, he's a money spinner. He, so anyway. Iconic piece of design, Michael. People love Spider-Man is what we're saying. Yeah. Ben. 90s animated series. Yeah, go on. Uh, tell us, without spoiling Spider-Man, what's basically going on is. Um, Spider-Man's dealing with the no, loss. No opinions. Okay. You want you want a purely objective synopsis. Not a... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler we'll free. A, spoiler we'll, free objective synopsis. Then we'll do opinions. A non-subjective spoiler free synopsis. Then we'll do opinions. Then we'll do opinions. It's great though. Um, <laughs> it is bloody good. Um, <clears throat> Spider-Man yeah. takes place after the blip. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what they call the snap in the Marvel Universe apparently it's quite humorous um, because people wouldn't know it was called the snap because they weren't there when they Thanos there. pretty clicked his fingers exactly that makes so sense so it's perfect fit um, it's called the blip it takes place five years after the initial blip uh, eight months after the events of Endgame yeah Spider-Man's picking up the pieces after his mentor uh, spoilers for Endgame uh, went went the way of the the the, the no longer living <laughs> I like Ben that uh, the world has kind of memorialised Tony Stark in a huge way. In a huge way. So, in fact, that makes this T-shirt that I'm wearing kind of in-universe fitting now. Team Stark. Yes, because that would possibly exist in that universe exactly. now. In fact, it almost certainly does. Isn't that great? Um, it's interesting to see... Well, we're dealing with his legacy, certainly for the, the first half of the film. Um, and Spider-Man is kind of jaded. He's uh, tired of being... He wants a bloody break. A superhero. He wants a break. Which is fair because everyone's looking to him mm-hmm. to take over. Everybody is asking questions like, are you are the you head Avenger now? Yeah. Um, and he's like, no, 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 no. And he's struggling. It mirrors a little bit Tony Stark's performance in um, Iron Man 2 where he's struggling with his PTSD or Iron Man 3 where he's got his patissida. Mm. Um, which is a technical term for PTSD. Yeah. Um, and it's a little bit mirrored like that. Um, it's interesting to see how everyone is kind of having to pick up the pieces as they go along. We see a little bit of Happy trying to, to make... I'm glad to see John Favreau back in. So he's he's basically looking for his place in the world. He's trying to... I suppose it rings home true the, the Spider-Man mantra of great power comes great responsibility. Interesting though, isn't it, that... Okay, look, this isn't really a spoiler. Interesting that they... In this incarnation of Spider-Man, they're not really talking about Uncle Ben. No, he doesn't exist in this world. He's not a big fixation point. It's a real renovation for that backstory. It's a real Tony Stark. Tony Stark has kind of fulfilled that role now. Um, We're not pushing it at all. I I think it's interesting. I think, first of all, Marissa Tomei is Aunt May. She's much younger. Um, and it actually does a lot more for the character. It's and you find her, me, me. Ben. You mentioned once or twice that you do find her quite attractive. She's incredibly attractive. Michael. You didn't mention it in quite a gentlemanly way. <laughs> I did. Don't you dare besmirch me on this. No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> that's fair. But um, it's a much younger Spider-Man. It's a much more up-to-date, vibrant Spider-Man. Oddly enough, one of the things I find impressive about it as a film is mm-hmm. it really does teenage stuff without being out of date. Teenage stuff. Go on. Uh, for example, there's no shoving Fortnite into the thing as a reference or anything like that. So it won't date as badly. Um, they seem to have avoided meme culture in a way that they didn't in the first one. Um, and they focus much more on teenage problems, like getting the girl. Getting the girl. Um, so basically, Spider-Man Bloody takes... Brad. Get out of here, Brad. Fucking Brad. We'll get to that later. Okay. Uh, I know we said no opinions, but fucking Brad. Oh, I hate Brad. Oh, Brad was a real bad egg. Um... So we were looking, basically, one of the important things that we had to look at there was Spider-Man wants a break. Mm. Um, and he takes this opportunity to go to Europe. Mm-hmm. That's where we are, Michael. That's where we live, Ben. Um, I've been to every place in that film. 
I really, oh, so have I. Yeah. Oh, um, really enjoyable. And he decides to go on a romp and decides to forget the suit because he won't need it. Mm. Um, but then Nick Fury gets involved. Bloody Nick Fury. And Nick Fury, who can't leave people alone because he's a real meddler. Oh, um, get out of here. Yeah, Fury. fucking fuck off, Fury. Yeah, leave him alone. Jesus, he's a kid. Um, and they get him involved. Um, and then Spider-Man finds yeah. a new idol. Comes across Mr. Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, as Mysterio and mm. kind of starts to look up to him because he's from an alternate reality um, apparently um, and he starts to look up to him and he may- he maybe finds uh, a surrogate Stark mm. in Jake Gyllenhaal and we have to watch the movie unfold from there with power with great power comes great responsibility but should that responsibility be borne for too long Michael yeah uh, and it, I mean the theme of it Ben is definitely with great power comes great responsibility but no one ever actually says that Yes, nobody ever says that. But more importantly, I think with great power comes great responsibility, but you have to decide how you're going to seize that responsibility mm. and take care of it. So it's very interesting. It's 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 a real question of legacy versus your own path. Yes. And how you're going to do these kinds of things. It's very interesting. Very interesting. I enjoyed it immensely, Michael. Ben, let's bloody get into a review then, and there might be spoilers from here. There, there will be. From from here on out, Spooderman spoilers for all. We're bloody 20 minutes or so in, so we're going we're gonna to start spoiling it. Full spoilers. Narratively, Ben, not the most complex film. No, it's it's a simple uh, story by points. Yeah. We have, it's a classic hero's journey. Is of it? Sorts. Well, you have Spider-Man in his regular world of New York. Yeah. You have the call to adventure, which in this particular case could be two things. Yeah. Um, it's either going on the trip to Europe, somewhere yeah. he's never been before. Or fighting the elements. Asking out MJ. Or dealing with an alternate reality that's coming knocking. Mm-hmm. So those are... <clears throat> Those are the two things that we have to deal with here. Go you on, have yeah. your call to adventure. Um, you have your wise old mentor. You could take a number of those from the list. Uh, it looks like... To- uh, ooh, I'm going to get confused here. It looks like Nick Fury is going to try and be the mentor. But he gets a backhander. He's like, get away, Nick Fury. You don't suit this character. Yeah, you leave me alone. And then he chooses Mysterio to be his next kind of mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the traditional kind of midway conflict... Um, which is the bigger, a big reveal. Well, no, you have the false. You have the false reveal of defeating the elementals. So yeah. we win. Oh my god! What a, what a we great thing! We did it. And then we transfer the MacGuffin. So the MacGuffin in this cake, in this cake, mm-hmm. um, MacGuffin cakes, which are very delicious. Um, the MacGuffin in this particular story is Edith, which are a pair of sunglasses um, that pretty much give whoever wears it control over Stark control over Stark and that is the crown so it's the heavy is the head that wears the crown oh, element the crown. and Edith oh. is the crown mm. and it's kind of funny because they're Tony Stark's glasses um, which is very in keeping what Tony Stark was they were kind of his his recognisable trait it was his douchebag uh, uh, 2000 and and his and his, bloody, and his bloody beard and his bloody beard his beardy face um, and yeah so we see that um, and then we, we stop there and the, the hero's journey has our big issue which is where we find out that Mysterio was and full spoilers from now on bloody bad egg all along he's a bad egg he's Michael, a baddie. we called that on this podcast months ago and everybody knew Carl, everybody knew honest. everybody knew except for some people I found a lot of people being uh, especially on the reddit I suppose if you're an MCU fan and not mm-hmm. a comic book fan people were like ooh multiverse yeah, ooh how tw- interesting they twisted a lot but they twisted a lot Jake Gyllenhaal he's always a good guy he's always a good guy he's and nice Jake Gyllenhaal held up the pretense in all interviews yeah. he was like oh I think we've really re- reinvigorated the character you know and, and well I I, ben, let's be honest here. I like what they did with them. Oh, it's great. I thought it was it's good. Great. I've heard one or two people who say that the villain reveal was a bit corny, where he got up on the table and pointed out how everyone... But I think that's the whole point. I think the whole point is that Quentin Beck is a big old cornball with a big ego. And Ben, another villain for Spider-Man to fight caused by Tony Stark. 
Yeah, it's a oh, look legacy. Legacy. It's all the legacy of bloody Tony Stark being a jerk to people. He just does it a lot. He mm. just does it a lot. Can't help it. Um, it's interesting to see the legacy take part from Iron or from Civil War mm. because he's supposed to be a good guy there, but apparently he's still being a dick bag. He's still being a bit of a dick. Uh, yeah, so it was interesting it's, to see that. It's not that he's a dick per se. It's just that he doesn't think about the little people when he's doing things. Yeah, they took his tech. And they took his tech and called it barf. Barf, yeah, which he was not happy about at no, all. Which like is that. fair. It's a pretty revolutionary piece of tech. Ben, my favourite cameo, my second favourite cameo actually, but my favourite cameo was from the guy who couldn't make the thing because he wasn't Tony Stark. Yeah. Tony for, Stark made this in a cave. Yeah, and he came back. And then he said, I'm not Tony Stark. Quite a central role by the end. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting to see all that come back. Um, so there's a big reveal. So if we keep going along our hero's journey then, all right, uh, okay, that's we, what we're doing. we have our wrestling with the power um, yeah. and the responsibility. Um, Spider-Man gets his ass handed to him by a train yeah um, one of the things I really enjoyed is how the the illusions that Mysterio casts allowed him to be a, a bigger threat than um, what he would be normally because Spider-Man points it out very accurately he's just a guy he's just, just a guy I'm just going to punch him in the head kick him in the head and that makes sense so he has to hide behind all these illusions and it's, it's very well done a I, very good illusion very sequence good illusion. In the mid, at the midway point um, we're finally kind of we, we we got to see so anyway he goes back he has to reassess who he is he embraces parts of the legacy of Tony Stark um, and he kind of goes his own way um, and it all works out it all, it all goes or does it or does it or does um, it well, we'll do that a little bit later Michael um, but it, it, it was a, a a simple story a very simple told story told very well though yeah very simple story not a complex villain no an amusing but villain but a good one an amusing villain a I good mean, one we understood his motivations for the most part however simple they were uh, but a lot of characterization went into that villain as well yeah um, I, I really enjoy Tom Holland I think Tom Holland is my favourite on screen Spider-Man ever now definitively I think T-Mags is probably off the list for me <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah I think Tom Holland does a great job of that character I think he gets to the nervous element just just about there uh, one of the things that uh, Tom Holland isn't he's too handsome he's, uh, to be believable as a, a, a nerdy loser he is and also that Zendaya has essentially despite him being a nerdy loser falling, fallen in love with him that does technically fit Zendaya's character though she's she's a real introvert in, in this universe yeah she's not the classic Mary Jane oh she's not Mary Jane she? they never call her Michelle do they no it's MJ, just sticking with MJ yeah no, they just switched it over um, but she was one of the most unnecessary twists of all time she's a real nerd in this mm. um, and it's interesting to kind of see that transition they seem to have grown apart since the blip as well they're, they're not as close as they were in the first film where it was her Ned and, and Peter all the time and now it seems to be Ned and Peter and MJ seems to be doing her own thing a little bit mm. um, but they all got snapped at the same time they all got snapped yeah, yeah. for fucking Brad I hate Brad fucking Brad oh, great Brad's piece the of characterization there what a great mini villain now there's your Flash Thompson like there's a Flash Thompson I could have gotten behind but Flash Thompson is in it yeah I know but that's what I mean I don't like um, the Flash Thompson that's in it Racist. I, I, I don't that's not racist would you stop it's because you don't like characters being recast you want your Flash Thompson to be a blonde guy well you just said that Asian guy would be a good yes, person so how about you get off your bloody high horse my bloody high uh, horse your high bluten horse anyway um, 
I thought it was great. I really, I came out of the cinema with a lovely light feeling, and I we, didn't sit next to Jim this time, so it couldn't have been him. We all kind of enjoyed it, didn't I we? Think we, we all did. kind of came out going, "That was that was great. That was, great, was really great. Great that was film. Brilliant. Yeah. One of one of the sequences I absolutely loved was the the big Mysterio illusion thing. The um, Mysterio illusion in the midway point where he does the scarecrow on on Spider Man. Yeah, very good. Bloody good. Like mm. right up there with the Stephen Strange. Uh, LSD sequences from Stephen mm. Strange, obviously, um, Doctor Strange, um, and it was great. Uh, they, oh, the, the the spheres inside the spheres inside the spheres. You're in a snow globe. No, wait, it's Mysterio's head. It's no, Mysterio's wait, it's, head. A, it's a spider's eyeball. Oh god! It was uh, um, very entertaining. Bloody god! There were some things, Ben. I like when they revealed Quentin Beck at the end that he was wearing a mug cap suit. Yeah, the whole time. Uh, that that I think was genius because his superhero suit when he's playing Mysterio is magnificent it makes him look like a real hero mm-hmm. and it's interesting how he chose to play him in the mocap suit the mocap suit is very tight mm-hmm. and it looks like Jake Gyllenhaal left a little bit of weight on for the mocap sequences mm-hmm. so he looks a lot schlubbier and chubbier and not quite as heroic in the mocap suit just it's, a normal man but it's really interesting to see that shift because he's intensely likeable as Quentin Beck mm-hmm. he's a little over the top at times and that's what makes it so great mm-hmm. but uh, it's interesting to see. That's a that's a tummy rumble there. Sorry about that, guys. Um, it was interesting to see how he shifted the character from heroic to villainous. It was really well done. He looks a lot less impressive when the cape is taken off and the chest yeah, plate and I mean, stuff like that. Even when he's standing up on the bar giving his speech, it's kind of like oh, he just looks kind of dorky now. What film is Tony Stark going to create next? Um, I think they have to stop now, don't they? Yeah. I don't think so. I think that they're going to go and do... The, you know the guy who escaped with the footage at the end? Well, he's definitely the guy that... Uh, massive spoilers, spoilers for the end. Spoilers, here comes the spoilers now. Um, Watch out for them. Spider-Man's identity is revealed at the end yeah. of Spider-Man First. By who, Ben? By that guy. No! Oh, by J. Jonah Jameson, <laughs> returned! Um, as, as Absolutely bloody, brilliant, oh, J.K. Simmons. Brilliant, J.K. Simmons back I again. want pictures of Spider-Man! Very good. Um, and it was bloody great. It was a perfect little cameo. Um, Alex Jones style J. Jonah Jameson. He's an Info Which makes Wars. perfect sense. Yeah. It's, uh, and explains how, if he's going to be a major character in the next film, which I hope he is. I think he will be. If, if he is a major character in the next one, it would explain how they can do... Because let's be honest, the J. Jonah Jameson from the Sam Raimi films was quite cartoonish. Yeah. And he wouldn't quite fit in with the... With the MCU With the MCU, world. no. But he would if he was playing that character on an InfoWars type show. Because those guys are like that. And then off screen, he was more like the like the J.K. Simmons from Whiplash. Oh, yeah, like a really intense. Like a really, really intense. Yeah, so I, I right, think. And then he goes on camera and he becomes this kind of exaggerated. Exaggerated form. It's a really good I'd, way I'd of like doing it. I'd like to see it. a sit down between J.K. Simmons, MCU uh, J. Jonah Jameson and Spider-Man. I'd yeah. like to see that conversation take um, place. I would like to see a change from the kind of bombastic Spider-Man's a menace! Yeah. And then he sits down with him and he's not like that. That could be played very well. That could be brilliant. I, I think uh, you could have you could have Tom Holland psyching himself up. He's like, okay, I'm going to go in. He's going to shout at me. I'm going to say this. I'm going to do this. And he goes in. He's like, sit down. Yeah. Take right. a seat. But he's still bad. Fantastic to meet you. And he'll be like all over the top and he's going to try and make a marketing deal with them and have it set up as a I, I don't know these are all predictions Michael I don't mm. write for the mm. MCU maybe we should we, we put in jobs well we did we did start a Moon Knight thing remember which we still haven't done oh and you're yeah. getting dangerously yeah, yeah. close to have to watch all six seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> oh I don't want to do that <laughs> oh god um, but um, 
I think the way it was done this time was very simple, very clean. I liked it. Good innovation on the villains, just like the Vulture before. Mm. A very 21st century villain this time. Um, we have that whole thing of fake news. Yeah. Um, what's the name of that technology? Deep fakes. Deep fakes. Like that's all going 90%. Like it's interesting to see that. Uh, sorry, 100% was the term I should have used there. <laughs> it's all going um, 90%. It's all going 90%. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? All, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, one of the things that I like most is we've brought Spider-Man back to his roots. One of the things that irritated me, go on. <clears throat> At the start of the film, yeah, is, and you pointed it out to me. Spider-Man, at the start of the film, uh, not not at the start of the start, because we don't talk in the cinema. Ben, we we meet uh, a midway point where in Venice he does an L jump. Spider-Man does a jump, yeah, and he uses something to help him make the jump. And you very accurately said in a very quick comment, he could do that without the pole. He yeah, doesn't oh, need yeah. to do well, that. He does the pole vault. There does seem to be an interesting thing happening with his powers, where they can't decide if he's very strong, very good, very this, very he's that. very strong and sticky. He is sometimes. But other times he isn't, and it depends on the the way the film. Obviously, for action sequences and things like that, it's important to do that kind of thing. But he goes back to basics at the end of the film. He drops all the robotic armor and makes himself a new suit using Stark tech. Mostly fabric. So that he can use his spider sense, Mm. because his spider sense isn't working. And I think it's something to do with the suit. I think all the metallic readouts and stuff like that really interfere with his spider sense. So it's interesting to see... Him go back to basics. So I was happy should, to see that happen. I didn't think of that. Yeah. So he shouldn't be Iron Man. He should be Spider-Man. But I think that's what it was. I think it was very much a thing of, I'm not the next Iron Man. I'm Spider-Man. Yeah. And um, Because his suit is super metal at the beginning. It's that respon- responsive suit with the, the Scarlet Spider costume. The Iron Spider, sorry, costume from the Civil War era of comics. And it was good to see him go back to the basics. Mm. Um, also, I will, I will forever hold in my heart, dear. Oh, I love Led Zeppelin. Yeah, that was very it's good. Great. Very good. Because... No, it was Led Zeppelin, wasn't it? No, it was ACDC. That's yeah. the best part. Yeah, Spider-Man yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't understand. I, don't explain jokes to me. Sorry. <laughs> it was for the listeners. I couldn't remember what song it was. It was Back in Black. It was Back it? in Black. It was the traditional song from the first Iron Man. Back in Black. Back in Black. Back in Black. <laughs> uh, it was interesting to see the black suit. Black suit's coming. Nothing came of it. Not your head. Uh, but we'll have a little coming. bit... Uh, Night Monkey. Night Monkey. Well, I think we'll have a little bit. I think we're probably going to see the identity crisis in the next one. I don't think that that's... That's not the black suit. That was the noir suit. It's that's the noir not, suit. That's, yeah, it was that's not the symbiote that. suit. I don't know if we get to see the symbiote suit. Well, we? there's a rumour of Venom being integrated into the MCU. He shouldn't be. Venom... No, don't do it. Venom in that world without... Leave it alone. Without the Spider-Man history, what's the point what's in the that point? Venom? Why is he going to care? Yeah. Also, you've established him as a hero. There's not going to be any identity crisis yeah. here. No, do start afresh. Start afresh, get a new Venom suit in. Yeah. Look, I, I like... I, I do like a Tom Hardy, but he can feck off and just give or a suit back to Spider-Man. just bloody... Just have introduced Tom Hardy. They've done it now. They've done it with J. Jonas Emerson. They've shown they're willing to bring good casting choices across. He could be Eddie Brock in the next Just one. Just bring an him in as Eddie Brock. For, yeah. uh, J. Jonas Jameson. Well, not an intern, a, f- uh, a staff writer. Staff, whatever you fancy. Like, whatever you fancy. I feel like I'd be an intern, saying? though. I feel like I'd be an intern. He's a bit old th- to be an intern. taken advantage of, I think. Maybe. I think he's a bit old to be an intern, isn't he? I don't know? think that, that's how it works in America anymore. It's pretty much slave labor all the time. You have to do an <laughs> internship to get an experience. Um, but. On top of all that, I would like to see, I think maybe the pressure of having his identity out there and stuff like that is probably going to lead Spider-Man to a very stressful I want pictures of Spider-Man. But I think he'll go the darker route to start putting down these threats quicker because his family is involved now. So I think that could be really good motivation for a a kind of a harsher, crueler Spider-Man because now Mm. his family's in danger all the time and his friends are in danger all the time. Um, It's good. I'm looking forward to it. Or they might just go Sinister Six. Yeah. 
I mean, that's also possible. They've established I, the vulture, Mysterio, I'd like Scorpion. To see, I'd like to see Green Goblin back. Green Goblin's always a personal favourite. There is a rumour going around that Marvel are casting someone called the... Oh, what is it? The, they, they've, they've put out a casting call for someone called the... The bloody... The Gentleman or something like that. I can't remember what it is. But it's a man in his late 30s to early 50s uh, who's going to be a major... Kingpin? Kingpin has already been cast. Oh, who is Kingpin? Vincent D'Onofrio. No, that doesn't count anymore. It, None of that exists. It does exists. count. They're not gonna. I don't None think that gonna, exists. It does. I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll bring Kingpin into the Spider-Man films. I think it might be a Norman Osborn. I think that might be, be going down the Sword and Shield Hammer route. Oh, where he takes over, where Nick Fury has a vacuum, and mm-hmm. that'd be interesting. I think he, they might introduce a Norman Osborn. They might skip Green Goblin and go straight to. Uh, Iron Patriot. That'd be good, actually. Although they've kind of done Iron Patriot with War Machine. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. It's tricky. Anyway, looking forward to seeing what happens next in the MCU. It'll be bloody good. Bloody, bloody V, v good. V good. Ben, um, the other twist. Wait, you're going to help me out here. Nick Fury's a Thalos. Oh, a yeah. That's Australian the best twist of the thing. Ben Mendelsohn making the movie even better than it already was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you gave me the, the interesting thought. It was like, maybe mm-hmm. Kobe Smulders as Maria Hill has always been a scroll. Mm. Because um, we don't know, do we? Because we've... we know Nick Fury isn't. Maybe yeah, because we've seen Nick Fury Fury, uh, So the, the big twist is Nick Fury's in space. Yes. Yeah. Um, He's he's up there uh, working on something new. Looks no, like then, he's in charge of the scrolls. I said that I copped this during the film. Did I say this to you? No, you or did didn't. I say it to no. other people? I figured that out during the film. No one's going to believe me, but I think I feel that I did okay. because in the introduction of Quentin Beck, Nicholas Fury says to him, "He's from oh, he's from Earth, just not your Earth, not ah. just not our Earth." And I went, ah. "That's not that's Nick Fury." Odd. It would also explain a lot of the characterization. Of Nick Fury, because Nick Fury's a little bit off throughout the entire film. He's Although, not he's not as in control as he would normally be. A lot of the times we think he's talking to Nick Fury, he's actually talking to Quentin Beck. Yeah, no, that's true. So the scene where Nick Fury picks him up from the train station and gets shot and... I think that was Nick Fury, wasn't it? No, no it was all just part oh, of the con. Oh, ah, see, I con. missed that. The whole thing was the con. It was layers upon I, layers. I missed that. Mm. I'm very Inception. Mm. Very, very Chris Nolan. It was, it was a good film. Ben. Yeah. It's funny some of the things you've said there. A lot of a lot of the things that you mentioned about Spider-Man 2, 3, parallel things in Spider-Man 2, 1, which I watched the other day. Uh, the Sam Raimi? The Sam Raimi one, Spider-Man mm. 2. Because that also is about great power and great responsibility. Yes, it was. That Although was much more directly Uncle Ben related. Much more, always. But it is about Spider-Man having to make the decision to give up being Spider-Man. Yes. He, he he decides to give up rather than just take a break and go on vacation, as give the Americans up, say. Give it up, baby, give it up. Spider-Man, give it up, give it up, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, give it up. No, we've accidentally... <laughs> that's, we were trying to do that up, badly, but it's already going well. Give it. Yeah, I didn't think we'd be able to keep the beat. Um, but yeah, so that does mirror quite a bit. It does mirror quite a bit of it, mm. and... It also, bloody, has, yeah, no, there's a lot of parallels between the two. Yeah. They're, they're, although without the great power, great responsibility. It also has probably, I would say, Ben, a better character arc than Spider-Man 2, 3. Now. Because, yes, go on. Justify that there for me now. Because, Ben, Spider-Man, we meet him, he's a real loser in Spider-Man 2, 3. Yeah. He's like, everything's going wrong. Yeah. 
everything. MJ is much less likable, though. So you're looking at him going, I don't know why you're pining over her. She's obnoxious. Do you mean Mary Jane? What, or do you mean Kirsten Dunst, MJ? Yes. I hate Kirsten Dunst, MJ. Everybody hates Kirsten Dunst, oh MJ. Oh, my God. It's, they have terrible chemistry. They have none. They, Zero. You're watching Zero. it going, no, stop pursuing her. Just, She's not worth your time, Just leave friend. it. You're Respect both, yourself. You're both, well, he has no self-respect. So many celebrities in it, by the way. Yeah, he just slaps them in there. Raimi's just calling in all the favours. But a lot of them weren't celebrities then. Mm. Every bit player in Spider-Man 2... Has gone on to bigger, better things. There's bloody uh, Bones. She's in it. Yeah. Um, Joel, what's his name from Community? Joel McHale. Joel McHale. What he, is he? He's the banker. Oh, he is. Who rejects them. Yeah. <gasps> uh, Joey something from The Sopranos. He's there. Oh, I know who you're talking about, but I don't know his name. Uh, every bit part went on to become a bigger actor. It's it's kind of amazing. Apparently, Bruce Campbell was supposed to be the original Quentin Beck. If yes. Sam Raimi got his trilogy, or yeah. got a, a, a follow-on to his trilogy. And he was going to be kind of behind making Peter's life a bit miserable. Yeah, because he's always there. Because he's always there. Um, Daniel Day Kim is in it. No. Yeah. <laughs> he plays Dr. Octopus's assistant. Gas. Yeah. No, it's it's uh it's pretty good. The weird thing about it though is well, not the weird thing, but one of the things they've done very well in the newer films okay. is having villains who aren't just someone for Spider-Man to punch about. Yeah, it it takes more than than a simple whack-a-mole yeah, kind of bluff. Because if he had punched the vulture in the head, the vulture would have died. We we saw that in in a little bit in uh, MCU Spider Man Two, um, where Flash gets just clipped a little bit. Yeah, he's just gone. He's out like a light slap. Yeah, he just gets a little. It's not even a slap. It's just a brush. He's like, yeah. oh, 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 I'm sorry. so sorry. And then I loved it that the the girls that him was like, did you just knock out Flash? He's like, no, 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 no. He's sleeping. And it was just an amazing little moment where she was like. You just knocked out Flash. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you just knocked Flash yeah. out there. Yeah, that's pretty good. Very um, good. But in 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 bloody Spider Man Two, the original Spider Man Two, he oh, this punch, get messy. he punches bloody he punches Alfred Molina in the head multiple times, full force, and he's fine. And he's fine. Yeah. Somehow having the the arms grafted onto him made him immune to physical damage <laughs> punches to the head which are quite strong like mm. Spider-Man is established as a very strong very character. strong Ben he'd punch a man's head off as soon as look at him yeah that's like a whole thing that so the whole point of Dr. Octopus really should be that the mechanical arms keep Spider-Man away yeah but they they didn't really use that idea yeah they, they, it's, it was hard at the time CGI could only go so far they did a great job they're not CGI Ben have uh, you seen the behind the scenes really? of it really they're puppets they're, no, the, the Spider-Man arms in Spider-Man Two are puppets. That's amazing. And they're each puppet is operated by two guys with sticks. No. Yeah, and then they're on they're on hydraulics to open and close the jaws. That's amazing. It's incredible. The behind the scenes. I'm gonna have to of, take a look at that now. The behind the scenes of Alfred Molina trying to take a sip of whiskey or a puff of a cigar with the claws are hilarious because someone was puppeting the claws that's amazing it's it's amazing it is some of it's probably CG oh yeah they're almost definitely the vast vast majority of it is practical Mm, practical on blue screen amazing yeah no it's very good it's a very good film yeah Spider-Man 2 is uh, prior to to the last two probably the best the Spider-Man had to offer I think Ben this is where I was going earlier before you kept rudely interrupting me I think that as 
as a film. Yeah. A film. A film. Right? A film for norms. Ugh. I think Spider-Man 2 is better than Spider-Man Far From Home. I'll give you that. I won't argue with you on that one. If you weren't invested in the MCU and you didn't think the Mysterio... Like, if you weren't impressed by modern special effects mm. and just as a film about characters... Yeah. Spider-Man 2 has a lot more going on. It does. Because there's the whole thing where he reveals to Aunt May... That he feels responsible for Uncle Ben's, Uncle Ben's untimely death demise. And her reaction to that and her forgiving him mm. and secretly knowing he's Spider-Man. And then he meets the neighbor and Aunt May tells him the story about how the neighbor needs Spider-Man. They need hope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And she, wink, wink. There's a, yeah, there's just a lot more... Character development being pushed through. Of Spider-Man. Uh, well, one of the interesting things I think about the new one is Aunt May is... is Sometimes present in it very much so. She doesn't have a lot of influence on Spider-Man in general, or no, doesn't seem she's to. She's not his moral compass, no, or not at all. and even Happy doesn't fulfill that role. Mm. That's one of the things I liked about it. He kind of has to fulfill that role himself in the MCU Spider-Man Two because um, he just realizes that he can't look up to people. I think that's probably what's going to stick most with the Quentin Beck arc is that he's going to not trust people. I think that's how the third one's going to play out and I think that's what's going to lead to that identity crisis because he won't trust people anymore after being stung by this particular thing. He won't know who to trust anymore. He'll think everyone's Quentin Beck. That's what I mean. So I think you're going to see some interesting character development from that point of view. Now, that being said... Go on. The the MCU has a formula. It has a way of making films Mm -hmm. and that kind of depth that you're describing in Raimi Spider-Man 2 is not there. Yeah, Spider-Man 2 Electric MCU Boogaloo. No, it isn't. No. It's a much more flashy surface level product. But it's good. I think they, they overdid the CGI sometimes. I don't think they did. I think the CGI was spectacularly spot on, especially with the nature of the villain. Fair. But uh, yeah, it's there's just less depth to it. I think it's better acted. They're more likable characters. Oh, the special definitely. effects are better. No Dunst. No Kirsten Dunst. I don't like by Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. Oh, I he was—he's mm. too much of a sad sack. Great in the suit, though. I don't even think he's like—I don't really get a Spider-Man vibe from the suit. I think the best person in the suit was Andrew Garfield. Stop that! I think he was. Don't you? He was the only one who did a quip. Yeah, uh, Spider-Man got a few quips in there. A few little quips, but yeah, it's Holland, more like... Holland makes his best. But they don't want that. They—they want a very particular type of character. I think in... his name's Tom Holland, and he was in Holland in the film. Yeah, it was great. Holland squared. Hall squared um, so that was very enjoyable all around who do you think they pick for the next villain who, who do you think is going to I think it's going to be a Sinister Six you think it's going to be full Sinister Stick full Sinister Sticks yeah bloody Birch because evil they've Birch al- they've already got Vulture and Mysterio and they're both the, they both share that origin of being started by Tony Stark but Mysterio is, is no longer with us or isn't he oh please don't bring him back he's Mysterio he Ben had a great bloody end or did he I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But I liked the scene at the end where he's like, you can't trick me anymore. And yeah. he has that really kind of annoyed thing going on, which I enjoyed. I yeah. hope he's gone because it was a good end to that character. Yeah, but he'll be back. He'll be back probably. Bloody bad egg. Maybe he'll just be back, but it'll be holograms and it's not him. It's the other guy. Just yeah. Doing, doing holograms of yeah, him. Yeah, doing holograms of him. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. Get a Craven in there. Craven's always fun to see knocking around. Look, Craven needs the black suit. And you need the yeah. humiliation and stuff for Craven. There's so much Spider-Man stuff going on, Ben. Oh, look. The, the like, Spider-Man world. 
and we just bloody live in it. And we just bloody live in yeah. it. Yeah. You know, we, go on. No, you do. No, think, go on. No, you have your thing. I was going to say that you don't want to go down the route of making the mistake that the ultimate universe did. Where he dies. No, well, that wasn't a mistake because that gave the world Miles Morales. And who doesn't love Miles Morales? Well, I mean, I don't. I don't love Miles Morales. Well, you I, don't, me, I don't. You dislike. led me down that bloody path I very I quickly. I don't. I don't dislike Miles Morales. Oh, either, goodness, he's not one of my favorite. How characters. the racist tables have turned. <laughs> hmm? I don't really like replacement characters. I prefer new characters. Fair. Anyway, look. What I was saying was. Anyway, uh, did you read the Ultimate Spider-Man, Ben? Yes, when I it was did. published in the I was early two thousands. So I'm going to have an anecdotal moment because you had your anecdotal yeah, moment earlier on. There, spin your wheels, Ben. <clears throat> Diddly diddly do. Cast your mind back to, uh, I think it was around 2006, Michael. That's way too late. Uh, 2006, when I went to Dat America for when the you first went through time. Puberty, yeah. When I went through puberty for the first time. And I went to Dat America. Yeah. I went to Dat America, I went to Colorado, um, and I hiked in the Rockies for, for three weeks. Did you? I did. <laughs> and one of my favorite things that I found was probably where I purchased my first set of comic books did in a proper tell, fashion. Uh, did you tell my lady friend about that? I didn't. Because she said this week, well, maybe we'll go to the Rockies and have a uh, hike this summer. Rockies is a great choice. Oh. I, I strongly, vehemently recommend that you do that with your good lady friend. But um, I went, um, and one of the wonderful things about going to Dat America yeah. um, is the consumerism, Michael. The sheer oh, consumerism. I love, everyone loves buying stuff. The sheer consumerism. Not um, that much cheaper than the hometown anymore. But in 2006, oh, Michael. Ben, don't get me started. Prime buying time. Yeah. So um, I picked up my first ever issues of different comic books my first ever uh, comic graphic novel oh um, a trade paperback right and that was the ultimate spider-man unfortunately michael yeah. i picked up um ultimate spider-man volume three collecting <laughs> issues uh seven to twelve i think i thought you were gonna say unfortunately i picked up chlamydia i picked up chlamydia i was a bit young <laughs> to be picking up chlamydia you know um i was 15 what happens in volume three uh this is where um, Norman Osborn goes completely off the reins and uh, off the rails and turns into the big mutated, the big, mutated Green Goblin, goblin mm. and threatens everything. Um, and I read that, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy the art style so much, but I enjoyed the the comic. Is that Mark book. Bagley? Uh, I think it was. Yeah, it was mm. the real anime kind of inspired Spider Man, which suits um, that kind of that action. So that's my little story there. So I have read quite a bit. I went back and read quite a bit. Uh, an interesting take on a lot of the things. I also played the excellent PlayStation Two game. Um, Ultimate oh, Spider-Man People love that Where you could play Venom or Spider-Man. Oh that one Not The Amazing Spider-Man 2 People generally no, no, consider The one. Amazing Spider-Man 2 The best Spider-Man game of all time Except for the new one Which is Leagues Ahead mm-hmm. Have you played it? I haven't played it Have Neither you? Have I, no. we, we played we, Spider-Man we On the it? Sega Mega Drive yeah, Remember? We, we'll have to get it I don't have a Playstation Ben I do do you? Yeah, we can get it. And Bloody, I'm learning a lot about yeah. you today. Yeah. <laughs> My brother has it. Bloody we bought it to together. Have you got Spider-Man? Uh, no, I can get it, though. Bloody, you get Spider-Man, bring it up here. We'll have a little go with Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Fucking let's play. Um, yeah, so... Um, Last time we got defeated by Electro. We probably will in this one as well. He's in there. What was I saying? Um, sorry, what I was saying was uh, how I read Ultimate Spider-Man. My answer is yes. Yes. Is <laughs> Ultimate Spider-Man started very, very well. Yeah, it originally was a kind of retelling of the Spider-Man origin, not in a single comic over over an arc. Yeah, which is and good. it was very good, and it really gradually introduced things. But then it got a little bit of a turn towards quick. Let's do Venom. Quick, let's do yeah. And they did the Clone Wars. They did the Clone Saga. No they need did the Clone Wars of Star Wars. Ben, they did no the Clone need. Saga. They did they did everything in the end. Yeah, and they did it faster. 
No need. Because originally the whole point was slowing it down and letting him be in high school and all that stuff. Take it easy. But then instead of doing that, they spread everything that had happened to Spider-Man over 60 years. They did it in the span of about six years. Yeah, it was a bit much. So it all got very, very fast. A bit like what they do with Batman at the minute in the, the DC universe. Mm. They cram a lot in to Batman at the minute. Um, have you been reading Spider-Man recently? Uh, I The last thing I read Spider-Man related was the wonderful Chip Sadarsky Peter Parker, which was a very good run. Um, that focused far more on the, cur- the core of the character as Peter Parker. I really enjoyed it. I also read um, The Villains United. I don't know what they called it, where Boomerang Man was with a bunch of... It was like a Sinister Six spin-off, but it was a comedy piece. Oh, yeah. It was very good. Very enjoyable for a while. Um, and I read the first few issues of the new Kirkman... Not Kirkman. No. Is it Kirkman? It is Kirkman. It is no, Kirkman. it isn't. It isn't Kirkman. It's no, it's Ryan Otley. And Ryan Otley. Who was the other guy? Some other lad. Yeah, I enjoyed the first few of that and then went off it completely when Ryan Otley stopped being the regular artist. He's a regular artist again, he's back. Oh, he's They're back. They're swapping. They're swapping between Ryan Otley and Huberto Ramos. Just, just keep the one. Just Ben, look, that's not the real world. That's not how it works. Anyway. Look, they're introducing a new villain called Kindred. He just killed Mysterio. What? Yeah. Goodness. But Mysterio's always dying and coming back. Uh, he'll be back. Was it even Mysterio? He'll ben? be back. Was it Ghost Head Mysterio? Is that who, who died? I don't know whether they kept that design from the Ultimate Universe. No. New Mysterio was very interesting. Normal fishbowl Mysterio. What was I saying there, Ben? I don't know. Oh, but Kindred is the strange creature cent- centipedes with... Centipedes and... Yeah. Centipedes and bandages. There are many There are many um, theories going out about who that might be. Go on, give us some. Um, it's to do with the Doc Ock Superior Spider-Man takeover, where right. they transferred consciousness. Yeah, I read all of that. And it's something to do with... It's like a mutated version of a consciousness that was left behind that's inhabiting another body. So it's like an evil Peter Parker. Oh, another classic evil Peter Parker. Yeah, sure. So it's like Kane. Like we haven't had enough. Yeah. And oh, Ben Riley when he was on his on a moody streak. I hope not. I hope it's not another evil Peter Parker. I hope but anyway, it'll be interesting. who do you think it is in the comic books? I don't know. You don't have any idea? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. And to be honest, I don't really care. MJ's back, though. Is she's she, a staple yeah, she's again. Back. She's, she's, she's they're in a relationship. Yeah. Not not Zendaya MJ, original MJ. Original MJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the last bit of controversy that we forgot to cover, and I'm going to shove it in here because we didn't do it at the start. Bloody Black Ariel. Black Little Mermaid. The internet's losing their shit. Is it? Speaking of, oh, the internet's burning. They're like, you can't have a Black Mermaid. And everyone's like, it's a mermaid. Yes, you can. <laughs> you can have any color totally, mermaid. You can have any color mermaid you want. But um, yeah, it's great. Is the argument that she should be Danish? Yeah, apparently. She should be a red-haired Dane. Um, no, they're just losing their shit. I, I'm enjoying it immensely. Um, the I internet's mean, just broken. This is going to be Danish. You talk like this. <laughs> I, that's a terrible Danish impression. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, um, how did you feel about the different incarnations of Spider-Man that we've seen? We were supposed to do a, an overall Spider-Man review, but we kind of got... We you can't got, talk about... You can't do an overall Spider-Man review in, in an hour, Ben. Kind of got webbed up in the, uh, <laughs> the movie, the movie Spider-Man. <laughs> um, so I'm going to end on that high note, ladies and gentlemen. Who is your favourite on-screen, on-screen Spider-Man? Uh, the obvious answer is the ones that we already gave you, but Tom you can Holland. disagree with us if you want. Um, have you seen the movie? Did you enjoy it? I did, what, yeah. what are your predictions for the next one? How's that going to go? Um, are you Team Stark? Would you wear a t-shirt, Team Stark? I get, would. Get on board. You Team Stark or Team Beck, which one's going to be? Um, <laughs> the mysterious design was great, though. The mysterious design was bloody good. Um, but let us know down below what you thought of the whole affair. Um, let us know are black mermaids a thing? Should they be? I think they should why, be. Why can't everybody just chill the fuck out and let a black person play a mermaid? What's yeah. the big deal? Everyone likes. Um, but yeah, sure, we're going to do that. Although, you know, there's the whole thing. Remember the Ben Dymo controversy? 
Oh, what we recast and then it turns out. Well, I don't think it's. Yeah, I don't know. Look, we'll talk about it next week on the podcast. That's it from us. We're on Show Rebug. S E O M R A B E A G dot com. I don't think. I'm doing my wrap up. Leave it up. Baby, give it up. Give it up. Keep wrapping up. Keep wrapping up. Let me wrap it up. Very good. Na na We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. On Facebook. We've also got a website. Na 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 na